It's Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host, founder of Great Mondays. We help executives from hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract, engage, and retain top talent. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, hang out for about 20 minutes and I'll tell you how. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Great Mondays Radio. With me today, Head of People Operations from Code Science, Karen Ingstrom is here to talk to us about all the crazy stuff that's been going on in tech, in her company, and how she is surfing the wave of culture. Uh, Karen, welcome to Great Mondays Radio. Thanks for coming on. It's really great. I'm really excited for our conversation. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Josh. Um, I think when we first met, uh, I could tell you had a radio voice, so I'm excited to, to see if mine <laughs> matches up. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I try to use my my assets as 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 uh, as they're doled out. Um, Absolutely. So, Karen, you have been at Code Science on and off for a long time, right. um, especially long in terms of tech firms employ yep. employment. Um, and a lot has been changing recently. It almost yeah. feels like there was the change of the pandemic, the change after the pandemic, and then we're getting hit with like a whole nother change that I don't even know how to call it yet. And you're staring this right in the face. What's been going on at Code Science and how have you been um, managing or dealing with the culture? Yeah, no, that's... Uh... I guess we do have a couple of eras, right? <laughs> Over the last couple of years, we've got pandemic era and how did you react to that? And then post-pandemic era when everybody was doing the great exodus. Um, as you mentioned, I've left also uh, for a time at Code Science, so I'm not immune to that change. But um, I don't think they've named this current era yet, have they? Have they decided what, nope. what this big sort of tech is? No, maybe we will. My, by the end of the episode, maybe we'll figure it out. Yes, we'll definitely. We'll, we'll give it a moniker because it's definitely been a bit of a monster for change. So um, what's been going on with Code Science? When I first joined uh, a company really famous for our culture, right? We're, we're incredibly well known within our space in the Salesforce ecosystem and uh, I think my original job title was actually something like unicorn hunter or or something along <laughs> that lines because <laughs> I started out in talent acquisition uh, with Code Science. And over the years, one of the things I got the privilege of doing was being that sort of first person that that pulls people into our culture, right? I got to interview people and get to know them and and figure out sort of uh, the pieces that might make them a great addition to our culture. And then, everything kind of changed uh, this last year, maybe year and a half. And I probably don't have to tell your listeners that tech has gone through a bunch of waves, I think is the right <laughs> way to put it. Um, and, and we're talking a lot right now about our famous culture and what do we do to um, keep it going? Do we keep it going? Is it the same? Should it stay the same? Um, you know, is culture a living, breathing thing? How do you consistently provide the same culture and should we should the culture change because the world is changing so right 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 so you said um before we start recording you you said um we're working on culture continuity but mm -hmm. then you just you just described all the crazy changes so is yeah. it like what what are we talking about when we're talking about con continuity maybe continuous in in what way right or or at all right. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when you're known for your culture, uh, you you tend to think of culture as just one thing, right? So culture, though, is different to me, is different to, you know, the developers on our team, and everybody kind of experiences it a little bit differently. But previously, we had kind of just lumped it into this one big conversation, our company culture. Uh, and now that we've had some leaders leaving and we've had some, you know, other teams uh, adding and contracting, it, it really made us question, uh, was it always the same anyway? And, you know, what did it mean to everybody? And what is culture? Is culture your values uh, that you have? We have nice T-shirts <laughs> with our values on it. Right. Uh, but also, is it really just those sort of unwritten rules? Uh, and if you change folks who are on the team, do the unwritten rules change? Um, so, yeah. And, and how do you keep your identity if if the unwritten rules change, right? So how so how do you how do you assess what happened? What is happening? What is right? You're saying, well, what what was it? It was a thing, mm -hmm. and like, how are you? How are you assessing? How are you seeing? I mean, is it? Are you going around having conversations? Are you documenting? Are you doing surveys? Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes, 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 all of those things. Well, yeah, I mean, we're we're fortunate we've got kind of a sweet spot of sort of a, a medium-sized, small to medium-sized company. And so again, having been the person that really worked to hire a lot of these folks, I've got a pretty good relationship. And so I really do just pop in and say, Hey, do you have a minute? Uh, luckily, part of our company culture is that nobody's scared of HR <laughs> saying, Hey, do you have a minute? That's not nothing. That's yeah, that's not not a thing in this uh, current tech economy. But yeah, I'm having a lot of conversations and um, referencing a lot of the the good old days uh, and kind of seeing what that meant to people. Right. Asking, what did you think the good old days were? Um, and it's been really eye opening. There's a lot of people that have a much different interpretation of what our culture used to be. Um, and so I'm actually, yes, surveys, all those things. But then what I'm doing is challenging a lot of those assumptions, right? Asking good questions, um, you know, and saying, hey, what would you do now? You know, mm. what would you like to see? Lots mm. of questioning going on. Okay. All right. So that's how you're looking at it. Remind me how many how many employees are, is Code Science? How large is Code Science currently? Just so we I can- I think we're, we're somewhere between 85 and 100. Okay. So. All right. Um, and you guys are 100% remote. Um, totally completely remote not completely even a remote. home office anymore mm -hmm. right so when you pop in you're just popping on like i don't know the huddle or something like that hey you have a second yeah we're we're really pretty active on slack um and i'm particularly loud on slack so people are used to me okay. <laughs> popping up All is right. it a recipe is it a picture of my kid is it a hey do you have a chance to talk for a minute and tell me what you think our culture looks and feels like now um, right so right right i love it i love it all right so you keep the conversation going so you're building yep. trust yep. um all right so we're assessing the organization i like this you're like oh i'm hearing a lot of good old days and mm -hmm. so that probably is like your antennas are up right <laughs> yeah. um and so um, when you're thinking about what it was and what it will be, what have you identified as kind of the, some of the, are, are there things, I'll start with that. Are there things that you've identified that you want to pull forward either in their current state or in a new state in some way? Like, what do you want to keep from the good old days? Yeah, no, you, you actually just said it. It's the trust. Oh. Um, I think, 
people call it a lot of different things, right? Psychological safety, mm-hmm. um, you know, assuming noble intent. Uh, that's one of our values, assume noble intent. But I think it's the trust. I think uh, everything is really built on that premise. You know, mm-hmm. do you trust that uh, you can push back on things? Do you trust that you can, you know, voice opinions that may not be, you know, sensible or popular or things like that? Um, and so the trust is the big piece that I think if everybody distilled it all the way down to pull out all the fancy words, um, that's what people want most. That's what they want to pull forward. So, um, and, and they're willing to part with some of those old, because there, there is that tendency to be like, it'll never be the same. I don't want to leave the old days. Or do you find that people are, um, resistant to those other things or are you sensing, and this is probably just a, Karen gets to sense things like if we kept the trust, they would be willing to go along with changes in other ways. Yeah, I think that that's true. I think um, if we keep the trust and if we really make sure that people are feeling it, they're going to tell us more about the things that they want to move forward. So I think it's sort of turning the head of trust and making it look forward into the future. Like, how do we how do we make this trusting now, right? Instead of the good old days. Cause we can reminisce on, you know, what the good old days yep. used to be. That's awesome. Yep. We've got <laughs> we've got great pictures of wonderful events and, and we love that about us. But um, getting the privilege to change in this current tech climate, because I know that there's a lot of companies that that don't get the privilege to move forward, right? Um, so that's kind of how I'm framing it for my team is like, you know, let's, let's turn the head of trust and let's, let's look forward and let's talk about what we can build on that. Right. If we can keep that trust moving. So what, what will trust, what, what do you hope trust will look like in the next mm, 18 months? What are you, what are you thinking about? Like, uh, and, and, or how, do you, have you thought about actually moving this forward? I don't know where you are in the process. You may just be at <laughs> trust. I just don't know what the hell to do with it, but. I know, I know. Trust next... me, I'll figure it out. Yeah, uh... right, exactly. <laughs> what are you thinking? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're speculating and you haven't tested. I promise yeah. I won't hold you to it. Yeah, no, no, that's it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you're the only one that won't. <laughs> right? If you sound like you know what you're talking about, people will hold you to it. No, I really, I'm thinking about a lot of how do we centralize conversations about trust, right? So you can build conversations about um, like mental health awareness and burnout, things like that have come up recently in surveys for us. And knowing that the current tech climate uh, has a bit of a feel of there's a number of people looking for roles right now. And so it really is, uh, you know, do I broach these topics that are really important. I don't want to burn out. Do I trust that the company is going to support me and mm-hmm. look at me and say, yeah, we, we've got you, we can move you forward. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is talking about how do we bring those conversations back into a central focus where we can all talk together because we trust that those conversations um, are going to be valuable and, and move us all in that direction. So, you know, I, I think as it tends to change is scary and lots of people sort of um, retreat from that center to to have these sort of side places where they feel a little bit more safe. And I'm trying to put my hands around all the the folks and kind of bring us back to the middle where we can, we can honestly uh, move forward together. What 
in your so how do we how do we broaden this learning like what advice would you have for other tech companies at this moment, right? So what I hear you saying is there's a lot of uncertainty. And believe me, I've worked with a lot of companies where uncertainty was undermining almost everything, right? It's almost like that's the antithesis of trust. You're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Is there any advice that you can um, dole out from your kind of experience engaging deeply with this idea of cultures shifting and evolving um, yeah. to help other other folks, other culture leaders move forward or help the organization move forward? Yeah, no, great question. Um, I guess I think of, of two things uh, as you ask that. You know, number one is authenticity. Um, making sure that you are authentically yourself. Um, that's a big part of our culture. I hope we don't lose that. Um, mm. Maybe not bringing your whole self to work anymore, but your authentic, your genuine self. So be very intentional and authentic about what you're asking from mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. right? So when I'm asking you to trust me, um, I'm being really transparent and I'm being really authentic and I'm sharing my experiences so you feel comfortable sharing yours. Uh, But then the other piece that I was thinking, too, is that uh, you have to be really, uh, really thoughtful about using the feedback that you get, right? You can't just ask for people to tell you and trust you and give you some feedback and here's what we should do and say, thank you. That sounds great. Glad we talked. You seem engaged yeah. now. And right, <laughs> right, right, right. I'll keep, keep it moving. Um, you really have to address it and you have to recognize it and you have to turn around and, you know, have conversations about it and thank people for the vulnerability of giving you the feedback in those conversations. And that, that again, goes right back to trust. How, how do you provide, how do you not one, how do you provide that? um, I think it's acknowledgement and feedback. I mean, there is the, Hey, we did exactly what you said, but that's not really, that's not realistic, right? Like that's rarely the case. So how do you, how do you say um, I, I think ultimately the first thing, the oh, the the minimum, the bare minimum is thank you. I I hear you or I got that. How are you doing that? And are there other what other parts of that kind of feedback are you providing to employees? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Isn't that the tough one? I, I thought you were gonna solve that for me, Josh. How do I <laughs> how do I do that? No, I, I think you're right. I think it's uh I think it's acknowledging it, not only thanking that person, but acknowledging it, uh, um, like I said, bring all those conversations back to the middle. So acknowledging it in a larger setting, right? Yep. And again, it goes back to change behavior is the only real way that you can, I can give lip service to sure we should trust each other and all of those things, but it's the real, it's the change behavior Mm. that is actually what proves that I heard you. I can say, thanks so much for the feedback, but unless we, you know, actively, make something different. So um, for example, I'd, I'd heard uh, a number of folks say that they weren't feeling seen, that they weren't feeling heard. And, you know, uh, I went back to the drawing board and I said, great, I'm going to take all your leaders and we're going to start talking about one-on-ones because if you're meeting with them weekly, and- bi-weekly, then <laughs> How is it that they're not hearing you? What are they doing? And what what is, they doing? Yeah. What does that mean? When you say, I don't, I don't feel heard. I don't feel seen. 
what does that mean? Right. You have to yeah. ask what that means. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually exactly what my, my one-on-one deck boil it all down all, all nine, 10 pages and say, are you asking questions? Are you asking good questions? Are you asking people what it means to them to feel seen? Are you listening? Right. You yeah. can ask the questions, but are you actually listening? Right. Active listening. Yes. Oh, you've got the topic of my next uh, manager training right there. Active yep. listening. <laughs> yep. 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 Yep, exactly. <laughs> There's a lag time between showing, I mean, you're right, it's behavior, but behavior change, even for a company of a hundred employees, is is actually and and leaders, as maybe well-intentioned as they are, are still human. And yep. it takes a while, right? You probably have to go, hey, remember how we talked about that change that you were gonna do? That yep. thing didn't happen, right? So to me, yep. I think the question, the big question is, so, okay, you can have an autoresponder. Thanks for your, thanks for your feedback, right? Technically I got it, right? Yep. Oh, and then and then you can go out and say, hey, everybody, we got these, we're looking at these. But then that actual change for someone to see it actually, um, is takes a long time, right? Like I think, and I'm not, I don't know that, I mean, I don't expect you to have the answer, but what I, what I would ask generally is how do you shrink that gap, right? Like you can get really good at process and getting people to change, but you also need to be like, Hey, we're working on this, right? Like you need to precede some of that stuff. I don't know. Is that, does that sound like, is that something that you would want to do or you're working on or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I sometimes uh, roast myself and tell people you've heard a lot from me this week, but I'm repeating myself again because I'm, you know, wanting to make sure that you, you know, see that there is action because especially being a fully remote company, that's really hard for people to you see don't that see I'm it. actually, yeah, you, you don't can't. see it. Yeah, you can't walk down the hallway and just, you know, spend half an hour, uh, you know, looking at the deck that I'm working on or, or whatnot. So back to trust, right? You know, I've, I've built a good reputation. I listen to my team. I think they trust me, but without the action, you know, it doesn't show up, but you're absolutely right. And I think that's something I'd, I'd love to hear more from your listeners too, is how do you find that way to keep people engaged while you're working on the change, right? Because you can lose hearts and minds if the change doesn't feel authentic, if it doesn't feel fast enough, if it doesn't hit right, you know, you, you want to keep people engaged. You got (laughs) to, I joke with our CEO that he likes to, he says he measures three times and then he cuts once. And I'm like, well, that's great, but we're still sawing logs (laughs) while you're measuring. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta, you gotta, where, where again? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We can't all just wait to to measure so many times and um, it's good business practice. I'll give him that. But when you're talking about people, you're right. You know, people have a lot of time in between suggestion and action to form thoughts and opinions and how do you, other than spending my whole day, just talking to every single person, doing, right. knocking on right. doors. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. You could, long. I mean, that yeah. is part of it, but then you actually have to do the work too. Right. Work, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's got to do, uh, you know, the rest of the paperwork for sure. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great, uh, that's kind of what we're bumping up against right now is how do we, you know, we don't want to rely and lean totally on the good old days and, you know, Hey, remember, it's going to get better again. It's going to be great. 
And hopefully you trust me while we're working and moving forward because we kind of want people to to, yeah. to move it forward. So you don't want to lean too hard on the engagement of the good old days. So what do you do? It's a great question. Yeah, yeah. Is there any anything particular that you can share that you are looking to adopt uh, like a new behavior or something that you've interpreted people saying one thing? I mean, you don't, you can't just... Um, do what people are saying. You have to kind of listen for what they actually mean, right? Like that's good research uh, yeah. axiom. The um, the so, so yeah. So my question is like, is there is there something a behavior or even an idea about a thing that you're adopting, you're changing, you're moving forward to, to that did not exist before, right? We know we want trust to move forward. There's a lot of stuff from the good old days. Let's talk about the the good new days coming up. Right, right. How do, what am I latching on to? Yeah, yeah. What's, <laughs> what do you spot on the horizon? Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, I think it is that I think it's increased conversation that that's where I'm hoping to get people back to is I want to see that activity around the conversation. I want people to feel sort of encouraged to to speak back up in, in the middle of the room. Right. Um, it's mm. a bit like a, a middle school dance right now. We've got a lot of people who came to the dance. There's mostly people sitting on the bleachers and I really want everybody in the middle of the room actually getting down. Engaged. So, in, yeah, in, exactly. In the, that. What is that? Okay. I love it. I love the metaphor. What if I can relate? What does that look like? Does that mean you want more people showing up on chatting on Slack with each other just ad hoc? Do you mean, um, you know, at an all staff, you want people standing up? Do you want like, what is that? What might what could that mean? Right? Like yeah. we could what, what's the what's the there's a lot of ways, I'm sure. Yeah. What are you thinking that means? Well, and, and I think that's actually kind of perfectly going back to how everybody was defining the good old days, right? And I'm finding mm -hmm. out that through all these conversations that for some people, it really was all the Slack conversations, you know, um, uh, silly polls in Slack and Slack and really, you know, being able to uh, engage and enjoy each other's company that way. But it also, you know, is people being willing to knock on my door instead of me having to knock on their door, you know, people wanting to come mm. and saying, hey, I've got an idea or, hey, I've seen something that's going on or, hey, you know, we, we lost a little bit of this. Can we get back to it? So I'm trying to sort of get to that place where people I, I'm not pulling everybody on the dance floor where people are, you know, mm. requesting mm -hmm. my favorite song and, and getting me out there um, and, and engaging me to do that. So. You know, that's, that's tough. These guys have their full-time jobs too. Um, but right, right, but, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, any tips on from a fully remote, uh, tech veteran for creating that, creating those relationships and engagements, um, you lean pretty hard into Slack. Is there any, you know, anything specific or a plugin or outside of Slack or what's, what's worked, what's what continues worked. to work? Um, in getting the, like, cause you're, you know, it's fully remote. It's hard. It's really, really yeah. hard. And, yeah. I, and I'm just really, I think, I think a lot of folks are struggling with this and you've been, you've been part of something like this a lot longer than most people. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and I, I went from being in a giant megacorp thousand person building to going fully remote. At the time when I joined Code Science, there was about 40 employees or so. Right. Um, so we, we've definitely grown a lot since I first started here. And I would actually say it's maybe not so much of like the tool or like the the coffee with your coworker donut plug in things like that. Those always are really shiny and super awesome. And if your yeah. budget can afford stuff like that, like yeah. go for it. Um, I actually think it starts all the way back in how we hire. And one of the things that we look for and give people opportunity to demonstrate, um, we intentionally hire curious people. And we try to give people opportunities to explain how they would solve a problem, right? So we're, we're in tech. You can't exactly just whiteboard every answer. You can have people do as many, you know, coding challenges as you want, but asking somebody how they would solve a problem and the, there's no right answer. The right answer is that they're curious, that they would explain how they would go about finding the answer. And it's amazing how that curiosity actually really translates to being curious about your rest of your team. Right. So uh, somebody pops up something in a channel and says, hey, um, I'm an incredible Frisbee golf uh, person and I really, really like this. And the amount of curiosity that goes into like, hey, what are you doing and what's your best score? And um, then that really encourages that person to share more. And he'll know who I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> if he listens to this. Talking <laughs> it's about an our, actual, it's an actual reference. Absolutely. He now, you know, shares all the stuff that he's done with his local school district to help them, you know, gain courses and things like that. And people, you know, pull in, ask questions. And that makes that person feel more seen. But yeah, it really starts all the way at the beginning. And it's not so much like a, a tech hack yeah. as it is a, a higher curious humans hack. Um, I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. That's uh, that's definitely one, like a direction that feels more satisfying than just pick this tool because I don't think... <laughs> We don't have that, you know, the panacea yet for this. And I think no, that's no. really important. Yeah. So getting those people to be more interested. So they're inherently more interested. So we just need to make it the norm. I wrote down modeling. To me, it sounds like your superpower is really being able to model the kind of behavior that you're looking for. And I don't think, you know, I don't think a lot of companies necessarily or a lot of HR leaders necessarily have that gift inherently, but I think we can all learn from it of like, this is that as an executive, as a leader, this is what I'm expecting of you. And I think that's a really wonderful gift and probably why you're so, um, you've been so successful at, you know, working in this organization. And, and I expect a uh, big, big success in the evolution of, of the culture, because it sounds like you are one of those interested, curious people. Thank you. Yeah, I, I hope so. And that's exactly, um, I think it goes back to trust and authenticity. I'm not going to ask you to do something I wouldn't do, right? Um, and and being exactly who I am, green hair and all, um, <laughs> it really is kind of a nice uh, door opener for people to say, okay, well, she's she's clearly going to be, yeah. uh, <laughs> be who she is authentically. Uh, and I hope people do get that from me. So thank you. Yeah, the power of modeling, super, super great, super powerful stuff. Uh, Karen, Karen in Ingstrom, head of people operations at Code Science. You can learn more about Code Science at codescience.com. It was really wonderful to have you, and I learned a ton. Thanks for sharing your hard-earned wisdom with me and, uh, and the audience. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh. 
Church. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to radio.greatmondays.com. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine, on YouTube at Great Mondays, and you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio.